Mama. A word that we all know, a word some of us hear a thousand times a day, and some are anxiously waiting for. It's a title accompanied by immense joy, deep loss, and hearty laughter. I'm Aubrey. And I'm Marin. We love mamas, and we love your strength and your sacrifice. We honor your easy days and the days where you hide in a closet. Because we have them, too. We know that moms need moms, and that's where we come in. And the best part is, you can show up in your messy buns and sweatpants and we'll never know. In fact, we're probably in ours, too. We hear you and we want to connect with you. This is your community. So welcome to our sisterhood. Welcome to our circle. Welcome Welcome to to the the Mamahood. Welcome, Mamas, to another episode of the Mamahood Podcast. We are so excited today to have our really special guests from the Outpost of Heaven podcast, which we're going to let them dive in and explain it, but we have Emily and Andrew here, and they are a husband and wife duo and a mom and dad who are (laughs) in the podcasting world, and we're just so excited to have them here today and collaborate together so welcome you guys thank, thank you. you we're really excited to be here with you. you guys are so cute okay so tell us maybe a little bit about your family how you guys met and maybe just kind of your mission behind your podcast okay, and okay. yeah all that stuff. all of that okay, okay. so i'll start so i'm emily and we met on our church service mission in moscow russia sounds really epic but I met him in a church building and I thought he had pretty eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought she looked like she had no idea she was, what she was doing. Because I didn't. This was like her first day, I think. This was like my first day. I had no idea what was going on. And super, super jealous. But you had pretty eyes. So I you guess, had yeah. pretty eyes. And I, was I like, thought she had pretty eyes as well, but it was like she also had like deer in the headlight <laughs> eyes. And so, so like, they were like extra big like that the day. The deer in the headlight esqueness stood out more than oh like the prettiness God. of your the color of your <laughs> eyes. You're like, I have to help this. Yeah. <laughs> this lost. Yes. Yeah. And in his helping, he, you know, fell in love with me. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I actually, just a little bit of background for those of you wondering if we were like making out during district meetings or anything like that. Um, no. We, Gosh, no. no, so I, we, were, we were friends on the mission. You were like sneaking into the baptismal <laughs> No, so actually, I, like a couple of transfers in, I realized I actually like her as more than a friend. I should probably get transferred out of this area. Right, and so I because told, on your like church service missions, you're not supposed to like have romantic feelings. Yeah, like you're not supposed to like mission. pursue romantic yeah. feelings. Like you're there to serve the Lord. Right, um, and so I told my mission president, which is the person who kind of oversees the missionary work. Um, in a given geographical area, and then he transferred me and said, "Hey, you should uh, give her a call after your mission, though." But don't talk to her until then. Yeah, and so <laughs> no. that's what happened. And then we got home around the same time and got married. A little so bit we got home that. in uh, March of that year, and then got married in August, which was terrifying. I was terrified. <laughs> yeah, but, um, I wasn't. I was like, "Heck, I'm getting married." <laughs> was awesome. I was very excited, but I was also terrified. Um, yeah. And then we had Hiram, like two weeks before our first year anniversary yeah which Hiram is our first son and he's three now and then we have a little girl whose name is Ruth and she's just over a year old so that's our and we are Emily and I are both students still at BYU okay cool cool and what are you guys I'm just curious what are you guys studying at BYU so I'm studying Russian and art and I'm studying Russian and political science cool so you're gonna go become the next Leader of Russia. Yeah. Take Putin no. down. I'm actually, <laughs> yeah, I actually have a job. I'll be, I will be working with Russian, but I'll be doing uh, international business type stuff. So cool. No, awesome. no politics. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, That's excited. really awesome. So what got you guys, what inspired you guys to kind of start your podcast and what has that process looked like for you? 
Why don't you start? Well, I think it started for us just kind of being frustrated at the type of voices that are really prominent in the world today. Like there's a lot of really negative voices. There's a lot of voices that are focused on shaming other people. A lot of voices that are especially focused on shaming people who believe in Christ and who are mm-hmm. trying to live a Christ-like life or a Christ-based life. Um, and so we said, you know, there's a whole lot of negative voices out there. So let's, let's we want to be positive. Yeah, one. we want to be positive voices. Yeah. And so Emily was doing that with her art company um, and with her personal blog. But we decided, let, let's try and do something a little bit more. Let's add to the good voices out there. And so that was kind of the initial impetus for the for the podcast. Anything else you want to add? Uh, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I just think it's, um, for me, it's been an experience of conquering fears because I've always been a super shy person. And I feel like this is like a really actionable way to like bust out of the shell right Mm -hmm. force yourself out right and it's also really rewarding because i feel like when you're doing the lord's work like you're being blessed and you're also like coming closer to him and also coming closer to like the people that you're helping to strengthen yeah and kind of like the so that was the lead up to us getting into but what we decided we wanted to do was help families especially individuals as well but families develop um, the skills that they need to make their homes based on Christ. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And so we were... F- oh, you have something to say? Uh, no, go ahead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we were um, also a little frustrated with the types of things that we would talk about in... Kind of in Sunday school when we talk about faith, it was always super high level. Like it was... There wasn't on the ground applications of faith. It was like, faith is like a mustard seed and you pray mm-hmm. and you'll have more faith. And if you have issues, just have faith and your uh-huh. problems but will like overcome. We, in our podcast, we're trying to address like the nitty gritty. So it's not as easy as just like having faith. Yeah, Like it's, it's hard. And when you have a family too, it's like harder because you have toddlers. And so we're trying to like bring in the reality of like, how do we really live the gospel of Jesus Christ? And like, have a normal life. Yeah. And last right. thing, last thing I want to say about this is for me, it's my big motivation for this is I feel this is a space that is very dominated by women. I feel like women are really on top of this whole, like we need to be Christians thing. <laughs> and they're very, women tend to be very focused on improving home and family. Uh, but this is not a thing that women should only be involved with. Like this is something that men need to be equally as involved with. Right. Like mm-hmm. home is not a woman issue. Family is not a woman issue. Spirituality isn't a woman issue. Like it should be for everyone. Right. And so like his voice is really important on our podcast because he brings in like the father aspect. He brings in the son of God aspect mm-hmm. instead of like us being another like woman spirituality podcast but we were like really inspired by you guys and the type of stuff you were doing because you were really kind of applying gospel internal principles even if you don't always talk about it in those terms um to real life situations yeah so Um, we're really yeah we're really appreciative you guys well thank you and i love your mission um behind your podcast i think that's having something that like husbands and wives can listen to together mm-hmm. too is huge and that's my husband and mine our first podcast we did together that was our whole mission too is like there's ones that are like really aimed at me and 
podcasts that are really aimed at you, but there's not a ton that are aimed at both besides like true crime, but like that's not bringing me closer to God. Right. So, (laughs) so yeah, I just love, I like that you're bringing both perspectives. I think that's huge and so important. So your podcast is called Outpost of Heaven. Mm -hmm. Um, What is an outpost of heaven and how does this concept play a role in your daily life as parents? That's a good question. So I would explain an outpost as like, um, kind of like your home away from home. So we believe that we, um, we were spirits before this life. And so like, we already have this inherent connection with God and being on earth is like, kind of, kind of like a, a rough vacation <laughs> from <laughs> our, pre- our previous life, I guess. Um, but then we're going back to heavenly father after we die. And so like this earth life is like our home away from our real home, which is heaven. So that's like what our outpost is. And so we believe that while we're here on earth, we really should be trying to make our homes better outposts of heaven um, mm-hmm. by strengthening those different yeah. like um, characteristics. Heaven here on earth. Yeah. yeah. And it's Being a place really- where like our, especially like, we individually, but also um, as married couples and as parents and children can grow um, if an outpost of heaven is implemented correctly, can grow in in the spirit and according to principle, eternal principles. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a place where we can be safe from outside influences. And right. if, we, if we're not conscious in creating a safe environment where we can learn and grow, um, we just become open to all of the influences of the world. For sure. Um, we wanted to kind of discuss a concept with you today, which mm-hmm. is being rooted. So what does it mean to you to be rooted? Okay. Okay, so this is basically like our marriage motto and family motto. And philosophy. And, and philosophy yeah. and all the things. But I love it. And I love, I'm just going to dive in. Yeah, like, I ahead. think that's so powerful, finding like a motto or philosophy to help you in your life. Like, I just think it helps you stay so focused right. in mm-hmm. one direction together yeah. and being on the same goal. We have same kind of like phrases in our marriage too that help us. Like, and we kind of kind of remind each other. Yeah. So yeah. I like that. I like that mm-hmm. you have that. But go ahead. Definitely. So for me, being rooted has kind of started with the fact that frustration stems from unmet expectations. And so, like, if you look at all the things that you get frustrated about, really the root is that you haven't met the expectation that you had. Whether mm-hmm. that's, like, a kid is throwing a tantrum and so you get frustrated or you're not as like physically um like capable of exercise as you once were like like for me I mean there's so many different experiences but for example like um after you have a baby right and you're like Mm -hmm. obviously you just push a baby out like you can't do everything that you could do Mm -hmm. but yet you or at least I like still get frustrated with myself like why can't I do this why Mm -hmm. like why can't I exercise yet why does my body look funny but really, like, the being rooted thing to do would be to, like, understand that this is where I'm at in life. Like, this is the phase I'm in. If I could just be present in that and be rooted in that phase, like, there would be no need for frustration, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a an idea that applies to pretty much every aspect of life that we've, yeah. we've um, run into so far. Um, even, like, funny things, like, I am a big fan of ices 
for, for those of you who don't, it's like a Slurpee. <laughs> so is Dylan. Yeah. Like, really? I love icy. He, he always wants ices. He has an icy like at least once a week. I do. Oh my I God. do. It's yeah. like yeah. That's funny because I know like a forty-four ounce icy. I'm like, how do you drink that? <laughs> so you, I know Marin's husband outside of outside of <laughs> us. We we both served Russian speaking <laughs> missions, and so we hang out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he does. Like he always he wants an icy, yeah. or but he calls them shakes, and I'm like, they're not shakes. What? They're no. they're called ices, or he'll call them slurpees, and I'm like, no, slurpees are only from Seven Eleven. Right, right. But he never calls them the right name. But I'm so, like, it's but ices. he wants an icy. And ices are they're a bigger deal. I feel like I didn't have that since I was like five. I, they're a bigger deal in Louisiana than they are here in Utah, though. Really? And you're from Louisiana. And I'm from Louisiana. Yeah. And so they're like at every gas station. And um, I don't know, it's just a big deal. And so when we moved to when we moved to Utah to go to school, I was initially um, really frustrated they didn't have as good of ICs. So they didn't have as many mm. places that had ICs, and the ICs weren't as good. Uh, but then. <laughs> you're like I, an icy connoisseur. <laughs> I love it. But, um, like rocking your world that they don't have ice. Yeah, it was it was, it was hard for me. It was a hard transition. But then um, I said, you, and I was like constantly complaining Utah's yeah. icy level to like the ICs in Louisiana. And I then I finally it. came to a point and realized, like, you know what? Like I'm here. Like there's nothing that complaining is going to do about it. All it does is make me enjoy ICs that I do get less. It makes mm-hmm. me less happy. And so I'm just going to be happy with the ICs I can get here because that's where I am. Like I'm here. So yeah. I don't, my mind doesn't need to be somewhere else. My mm-hmm. mind needs to be where I'm at. And yeah. so it applies to even like silly things like this, but it also applies mm-hmm. to bigger things like mm-hmm. the types of goals we, we uh, set mm-hmm. for ourselves, the way we interact with our kids. Yeah. And like by, um, like talking about expectations, like we're not promoting have no expectations because then there's no progress, there's no goals. Mm-hmm. Like, right. so obviously, like it's important to have goals and to keep progressing, but like not holding yourself to such high standards that I think we all do, and especially I think especially as mothers, we hold yeah. ourselves to a really high standard. Well, yeah. and I just love like my mind is going on this concept of choosing actively to root yourself in whatever's happening instead right. of trying to like take your roots out of the ground and put them over there when yeah. that's not where you're at. Right. Like right. It, it just reminds me of when we moved here and we're not even going to be here that long because we're building another house. But like I had a really hard time when we moved here and I was like, I miss where we used to live. And I just remember seeing like one of the like older, like baby boomer people that I'm friends with on Facebook posting like one of those cheesy memes that said, grow where you're planted. Mm-hmm. And it was funny. <laughs> but normally, so normally I would just scroll past that. But in that moment I saw that and I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. I'm yeah. planted here right now. Right. Well, there, there's something so powerful about um, not just setting expectations to the phase or circumstances of life that you're currently experiencing, but actively trying to make roots, actively trying to um, you know, get involved in your community to, you know, love what it is that the people love where you're from or where you're living mm-hmm. or like the phase of life you're at, like love what the people in your phase of life love. I mean, obviously within bounds, like there's, there's limits we put on these things, but as you do those things, we found that we, we've been so much happier as we've said, mm-hmm. you know, like we're only going to be in this area for uh, an internship for three months. So we can kind of like skate by and like not really make friends in our, our church group there. Um, but no, like the being rooted part would be like to go all out. It's a yeah. mindset. Almost yeah, too. Like mindset. with motherhood, it's like, this is where we're at. We're not sleeping for the next couple of months and it's yeah. going to be okay. But right. we're like, and sometimes right. it's like a right really here. crappy circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. But like just trying to find the positive and like understand that this is where we're at and it's not going to change. So, right. And yeah. like Obs is saying, like, almost if you just 
come to terms and accept what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Then you aren't having those unmet expectations because your expectations match. Right. Yeah. Where your plan. Yeah. And I think especially as parents, um, our expectations, our expectations that we really only put on ourselves. Like there are times when Emily is just like, honestly, just like breaking down because she feels like she hasn't loved Hiram enough or she hasn't like <laughs> given him enough attention or she hasn't, yeah. Uh, whatever the the thing is that's attached to parenthood that she felt like was an expectation she wasn't meeting but like I didn't have that expectation on her like no one else around her had that expectation and it's really easy for other people to view or other people to have like a rooted mentality when it comes to to how they see people around them Mm -hmm. but it's a lot harder to have that mentality for ourselves and so it's a really powerful tool for Emily and I when Emily gets overwhelmed by what she feels like are her parenting responsibilities that she's not meeting um, when I can say, remember where you're at, like you can't, like with, um, when we had our second, she was really worried that she wasn't giving our first, or that she wasn't giving them enough attention yeah. because she had, before we had one, and so was, all of our attention was on the one. I'm yeah, sure you guys understand you each have three. And I yeah. can't even fathom, like, oh yeah. my gosh, what's three going to be like? Yeah. <laughs> but like being rooted in that situation is understanding. Like, I have more than one kid, like, and I'm going to change how I, how I act mm-hmm. and I have to like, we're going to do things differently. So we'll have to share attention, but then we're also going to have one-on-one dates so we can have one-on-one experience or one-on-one experience with each kid. And so that, I love that it's a mindset thing though. Like mm-hmm. everything you're saying, I love that it's, it's yeah. your mindset. And it like, reminds me of a quote that says, happiness is letting go of what you think your life is supposed to look like and celebrating it for everything that it is. Yes. And just loving where you are. I had to yeah. write that quote on my, we framed it and put it in my room because I was having a hard time and I was, you know, miscarrying a lot or whatever trial might be and I would look at that and be like okay I'm going to celebrate that I have this going on and even though it's not fun it's still worth celebrating Mm -hmm. yeah I love that so I just love that it's a it's a mindset thing thing. because a lot of the times nothing around you changes but it's all inside yeah so like you said a lot of staying rooted is setting realistic expectations of ourselves and others and unmet expectations are really often the culprit of feeling disappointed or resentful in our family life. Um, so how how can we go about, and this really ties into what we're saying, but like making sure that we're setting the right expectations in your opinion? It's um, a good question. I think the main, the best, the best solution to this issue for me is, is counseling, is not yeah. setting your own expectations for yourself, totally independent of anybody else's uh, input. Whether that be like, yeah, your spouse or like someone else that you're really close to, right. like keeping people in the know maybe about your expectations yeah. of yourself. But I think especially for those of you who are married, yeah. um, reaching out to your spouse and like being totally open and talking about the things you're struggling with, the expectations you have, um, because your spouse knows you better than any other person on the planet and they can see how you're struggling better than you can see yourself often. Um and so for us, the thing that has helped us do that is just constantly talking, constantly um, evaluating where we're at and our, our struggles um, and keeping each other in check. Yeah, there will be often times where I like will feel very frustrated with things that happen during the day or like not feeling like I'm meeting myself where I need to be. And Andrew will be like, hon, like, be rooted, you know, like, mm-hmm. where are you right now? Like, be present kind of a thing. It's almost like a code word too. I mean, yes. yeah. husband that. Be rooted. Yeah. I love that. We try to think of something better because we feel I like I can't think of anything better than that. Because like being rooted may, almost makes it sound like, like 
you like you have your roots and then you don't go anywhere else but that's like not really what it is about it's about like being rooted wherever you end up going mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah. that's the best thing we've come up with so if you just if anybody has a better thing old lady voice and say grow where you're planted, grow where you're planted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i love that our moms because our audience is moms and right. i love they're hearing your perspective because i think a lot of moms need to hear that perspective that i don't your husband doesn't have these expectations on you that right. you think he does. Right. Your husband does want to know, you know, and I think some husbands are better at expressing than that, that than others. But I do think that the majority of us feel like our husbands or the other people around us have these expectations on us that they just simply don't. And that's a big right. motivator as to why we get disappointed in ourselves when yeah. we don't need to be. Yeah. yeah. Can sure. I ask you a question, Andrew? Yeah. Can I do that? Is yeah. that okay? Go ahead. Okay. Like, how does it make you feel as a husband <clears throat> to see me struggle with being rooted? I think it's it's really heartbreaking, actually, to, to see like, the person I love most in the world, like, struggling with this idea, like, oh, like, I had a kid, and so my body looks different, and so that means, that, like, I'm not as valuable, or my husband doesn't find me as attractive when... I've never found you hotter, honestly, since you had kids. Um, uh, and it, it's just, it's really hard. It's really sad. Um, and kind of on going on with this, men generally suck at emotions. Like for all of you moms out there, this is, you probably not surprised you. Can to you can say that. Yeah. Well, thinking it, but yeah. you, we can't men, say it. But men you generally can. suck at emotions, yeah. which is again part of the reason that we we started our podcast is to provide men a, a space to kind of talk about these home and family issues mm-hmm. in the male context. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, I guess, male, female, like in a marriage context. Mm-hmm. But um, just engage your, your husbands, ladies. Can I say ladies? Does that sound weird? Sure, go for ladies, it. Ladies, engage did. your husbands. <laughs> tell them. You already did. Yeah. Like, just, just tell them you want to, tell them your expectations. And as you counsel with them, they will feel more open to counseling back and to letting you know their expectations. Um and that is going to help a long way as you as you express your expectations, they express their expectations, then um, you can set mutual expectations that are a lot healthier than any expectations we can set for ourselves. I love that. Yeah, great. coming from you especially, I think it's powerful. Okay, so how do we deal with unmet expectations, change, and remain rooted in what matters? Emily does it through Diet Coke and chocolate. Usually. <laughs> <laughs> same girl, same. Yeah. <laughs> You're our kind of girl. Yeah. Um, like an expectation has been, has been unmet. Um, we've, I don't know, because I feel like we tend to kind of fall into whatever coping mechanisms we have, mm-hmm. but I always feel like there's a better way. Like that's kind of the thing that's always in the back of my mind. Like there has to be a better way for me to be dealing with this. So like, how do you deal with it when that unmet expectation has happened and you're trying to come back from that? So this has actually been a, a sensitive topic for us because we had, so we had a miscarriage and then our first child and then a miscarriage and then our second child. And so we're a little terrified that that's going to be the ongoing pattern. Yeah, for um, sure. And it's, I mean, <laughs> sorry. Good talking girl. about Very like good. expectations, like it's hard not to expect that because it's like a pattern so far. Um, but oh, okay, so in the in the past, like for those circumstances or for those um, experiences, I wish I could have I could say that like my reaction was like to turn to the Lord. 
but I was just like so angry, you know. And sorry, I suck at talking and crying. I don't know. No, you're fine. I do. Terrible, but um, I think just like having these negative feelings about like my body failed, or like, and every everyone around me like sees that, or like, I don't know. Like it's it's such a frustrating situation and I know like Aubrey you've had that experience too right yeah yeah. um but well and I think too you have your other kids you have this kind of plan in your head what your family's gonna look like and so when that's a huge expectation yeah so like even when like I have had two in between my oldest and middle Mm -hmm. so there's a huge gap and when I brought her home from the hospital and saw how big he was I fell apart again because I'm like, there's supposed to be two other babies here, you know? Yeah, well. And I think having that expectation of this is what my family's supposed to look like. And 100% of the time, or 90, I'll give maybe 99% <laughs> of the time, it is never like that. Yeah. And it comes, our families come so different, but that's a huge expectation that all, like, our audience is dealing with right now because we are in the trenches of having babies. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a huge thing that the majority of us have, whether it's a gender we are struggling with. I know I have a few friends who have had all boys and they just really need it, want or vice versa, really want that girl, yeah. really want that boy. And they really struggle with it. And I think I don't judge that at all because their heart is set on something. You can't judge what people's hearts are set on. Right. And when that is unmet, it is so hard. And you would hope that you would turn the right direction and not be mad at God or not, you know, right. do yeah. otherwise. But Sometimes it's really hard, but I do think that it's okay to go through those emotions and it's okay to be mad if you're pregnant with a boy and really wanted a girl. (laughs) And then you feel guilty because you should just be grateful it's healthy. You know, like moms go through all these emotions and I think it's okay to feel that and to go through that grief of unmet expectations and then turn the page and end your story differently than than what you went through. Oh, I love that. Yeah, to end your story differently than it it started or differently than I think it's a really powerful thing that we have to remember that, you know, Christ, our Savior, suffered what he did not to get rid of your emotions. Um, not in the sense... I that like you wouldn't say, have the emotions, yeah. but that he would heal you through them and, right. and help you through them. And he did that knowing that you have those emotions and you need to experience those emotions. Like, right. you need to let those emotions happen. Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, having expectations unmet or being rooted with, with in this sense does not mean never being upset or not being angry it means right. being about being true to true what's to actually you're actually feeling because you have to be rooted in your own emotions as well mm-hmm. and you have to be real with mm-hmm. what you're actually feeling instead of being like I'm I can't be upset about this I'm going to push it away just being like oh I'm going to be rooted yeah. in what's actually happening right. inside yeah. my mind as well. like my my, so, my emotions really are like messed up right now like I really am extremely sad about this and I'm angry about this and I don't understand and I think part of being rooted means that there's a, there's definitely a time and a place for chocolate and Diet Coke being your solution for me to be an icy would not be a Diet Coke but um, there, that's part of the, that's the first thing I think is that emotions are not um, inappropriate they're not wrong they are being Truly rooted in yourself means being aware of your emotions and what you're feeling and accepting them and then working through them. But then after that, after you deal with the heartache, after you, um, there, I think there's an appropriate time to wallow a little bit and just be sad. After mm-hmm. you do deal with that, then it's um, kind of just 
trusting that it's all going to be better and then moving forward and then if having to adjust your expectations um like that's okay i think we need to be more committed to reality and more committed to the blessings we do have than to the expectations that we that we set for ourselves Mm -hmm. i kind of want to add too i feel like it's so hard for people or this is kind of an maybe an uncommon phrase but i feel like it's okay to be mad at god Mm-hmm. People are so scared to say that or to question Heavenly Father with anything or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think he's tough enough to handle it. Right. And I think it's okay yeah. to just say, why? Or like, what? I just don't get it. Or to go to him being mad and being upset. I think that's part of our healing. And he turns he turns something that's so broken into something so beautiful yeah. if you allow him to. And part of that process is is going through all that. Totally. Right, yeah. Totally. Because God wants a real relationship. He doesn't want a fake relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And when yeah. you... And when, yeah with a real relationship you're going to get all of the emotions yeah and when you lie to yourself and to god about your emotions and you say i'm not mad or you Mm -hmm. like you push that down you are making your relationship with god and with yourself less authentic yeah and makes you not happy and then those expectations eat at you Mm -hmm. because you feel like oh these expectations are right and my emotions are wrong and so when that misconception is is in your life you you can't be happy truly because it's yeah. always eating at you well and he knows yeah he knows like, anyway this is what i always try to tell myself like he knows how i'm feeling he knows mm-hmm. like i don't it doesn't of take course, him i don't technically have to, to pray right. to for him to understand but he knows to he tell just, him what's he, going on yeah, yeah. yeah. like he just wants. so you know i'm actually not <laughs> yeah. very happy right now right yeah. exactly in case you missed that <laughs> but like you said it's a relationship and he relationships grow through communication and he wants us to talk to him about mm-hmm. it so it's not like us feeling angry inside and then being like i'm sure it's just like the right timing i'm not upset you know like he knows so just yeah. tell him you're mad tell him you're sad yeah. tell him that you're confused because he will always like I just, in my experience, like he will always bring peace. Whatever you're feeling, you can feel peace and anger. You can feel peace and confusion. You can feel peace and uh, disappointed by unmet expectations, but he will always bring peace. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. And I think as we do this, there, in my mind, there's like two levels of happiness and peace. So there's like the deep abiding uh, state of your soul. Mm-hmm. And then there's the surface level, which makes it most of our conscious happiness level. Um, and that surface level is is changed really quickly. Like as soon as an expectation is not met, like it goes into chaos. Um, mm-hmm. But as if we constantly turn back to the Lord and we have real authentic relationships with him, uh, then that deep peace and happiness will still always be there, even in the midst of misery and loss and, and pain. And so th- that core of surety and peace is what is completely necessary, at least for me, to be able to deal with especially large um, unmet expectations. Mm. I love that so much. I wish we could just keep talking forever and ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh we got to get moving. So let's, before we wrap up, um, I just want to dive a little bit back into that concept of an outpost of heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to talk about briefly just parenting and marriage because they're totally different so how what do you do in your parenting specifically with your children to teach them that home is an outpost of heaven what do you do with them to to bring that concept into your life so something we recently started doing um it was inspired by katie nelson from lead guide walk the side and um it's basically like family facts 
and this has been like a big one really recently for us but we basically it's like you say your last name and then that you are something so like Jordans mm-hmm. are patient and Jordans are kind and so like as you're going throughout your day and like things are happening you're like oh it's okay like Jordans are patient like Jordan mm-hmm. share kind of thing and I think that really brings the spirit and it brings greater peace into our home that's mm-hmm. a good idea yeah it's really funny actually it's a funny story on that note we mm-hmm. um We've been talking about it for so long. One time, Hiram and I were sitting at church, and there was a, a picture of Christ. And uh, he's like, "Is that Jesus?" I said, "Yeah, it's Jesus." Do you know Jesus is patient? And he looks at us, and he goes, "He looks at me, and he said, is Jesus a Jordan?' <laughs> <laughs> yes, know, he is. Our last name is Jordan. Yeah, so sure. Jordans are patient. Jordans are patient. He's like, "Yes, Jesus is a Jordan." We'll go with that. So cute. You know what? It's fine. He probably is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're brothers. I wonder and if it's a three-year-old thing because my little boy is super focused on like our family and like Drew Bay. Like it's always like you're the mom Drew Bay and you're the dad Drew oh, Bay, so and our cute. family is a Drew Bay family. Like he's yeah. very focused on that same kind of like family unit thing right now it's a cute age for that i mean there's so many things that we can talk about for this on this question i mean basically our whole podcast is answering that question so go check out every podcast (laughs) you want more (laughs) in-depth answers we actually our last episode we recorded was on prayer and so this our whole episode was talking about some of the things we talked about here today you guys are so great okay should we jump into the lightning round yeah, well, first okay. I just want you to give one thing that you do in your marriage that, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that does it too. We, How do you bring the outposts of heaven into your marriage? One thing. I think counseling, like you said, we're also big on counseling. That's like our other motto. Yeah. I guess it's like counsel counseling. Always. And by counseling, but, I mean uh, we never make any big decisions without the other person, which is a pretty, I think, is a, a standard for healthy marriages right. everywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. But we always include prayer. In, in our counseling. Right. So, so we, we counsel with Heavenly Father through prayer, but we also counsel with each other. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and cool. I think having that prayer involved in our counseling provides us an opportunity to strengthen our relationship together and to make sure we're on the same page and then that we're on the same page with God. Cool. Yeah. Also board games. Board games help. <laughs> we love board games. They foster healthy com- competition. And, and gas station runs. And gas station runs. Yeah. To get an IC, right? To get an IC. <laughs> yeah. To get an IC. <laughs> Okay, so normally we talk about like wins and fails on each episode. So can you guys think of maybe one parenting fail or a win you could share? Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) She's prepared. She listens. Every day. Um, So you know when you go shopping in the cart, the little foldy seat that folds down and Uh it says like, make sure to buckle your kid. Yeah. And then I always roll my eyes as I put it down. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't need to do that. (laughs) I don't want to touch those (laughs) germy. And I, I mean, when the kids are really little, like barely learning to sit up, I'll buckle them so they don't like lay and then fall out. I think flop is the most apt word to describe the action. (laughs) Seriously. Um, So I, I mean, after that though, I don't really do it because they're usually pretty good listeners and I can tell them like, okay, sit back down and they'll sit back down. But, um, I was like unloading everything on the little conveyor belt thing and I look over and Ruth is standing up on the seat and I'm like, it's like slow motion moment. I'm like, no. And she's leaning back like she's going to fall out like the handlebar side backwards. Oh no. And she catches herself and overcompensates and like flies (laughs) over the seat the other way, like stomach forward. Into the and she flips <laughs> over the seat and lands face first on like the the cart. Oh my gosh. And I, she just started screaming and everyone's looking at me like, 
uh, you suck as a mom because <laughs> don't you buckle your Which I'm sure, like no one actually thought. <laughs> no, but I was just like really paranoid. I was like, everyone is looking at me. Like, oh I my failed. god, I hate and, that. Yeah, That's I was so scared she was gonna have like checkered marks across her face oh, as like no. a bruise from hitting the. Why does it always happen at the grocery store too, or Target? Like anything? So I'm just many like, fails. why? Why? <laughs> so many fails. Yeah, everyone's looking at me right now, and I need to get out of here. Yeah. Right. Okay, here's another lightning round question. Um. What is your favorite way? I guess you kind of said board games, but give us something else. What's mm. your favorite thing to do to like waste time? Like when you're not trying to be productive, like together, together, the office, yeah. the office, the office. It's, Absolutely. We've watched it. We've only been married four years and we've probably gone through the office at least six times. Probably. Oh I'm gosh, literally wearing awesome. a Dunder Mifflin shirt right now. Yeah. We just like have it on. <laughs> like it's just like constantly on whether or not we're doing anything or it's like, it's like a comfort thing. Like yeah. if, we're, if we're having like a really hard day, like I just want to watch The Office, and so we'll just lay down and watch The Office. We're in a rotation. What are you we rotating rotate. with? We rotate between The Office, Parks and Rec, Psych. Okay. Sometimes Thirty Rock. It's a rotation. Cool. See, I've tried to get into Parks and Rec, but I I feel like I just can't get over. Have you gotten past season one? No. Okay, I've that's actually your heard problem. Okay, I'll go back. It's you know th- that season one of The Office kind of sucks. Uh, yeah, what's we the, always what's skip the blonde it. blonde girl's name? Like um, the main Amy girl. Poehler. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I just feel like she's so awkward. It, it's like the one episode from The Office, Mike's Tots. Have you seen that episode? Oh, oh. I, it's terrible. We skip it all the time. I can't watch Scott's the episode. Tots. Scott's Tots. That's what it is. Scott's Tots. And I feel like... Hey, Mr. Scott. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when making dreams come? So it is... I feel like Amy is her name. The blonde... Well, Leslie's her oh, Leslie. name in the show. Okay, yeah. Leslie. Yeah. So Leslie is so awkward it's like the entire sh- like her entire character is scott's tots for me <laughs> and so i need to just maybe i'll, I'll go to you s- have trust me russian icy loving like similarities the, here between us and you guys seriously you'll like parks okay and you right. gotta we'll get to past try season it. one we'll try it. We'll try okay. It. okay yeah past season you one. guys are the best okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so where can our listeners find you guys obviously your podcast yeah so our podcast is on apple podcast or yeah, Apple Podcasts, ones. Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and Google Play. And we do most of our interaction with our listeners on Instagram. At Outpost of Heaven. Yeah, Outpost of Heaven. Awesome. Um, and then Emily also runs her art shop, which is yeah, an extension it's of like Outpost. like a watercolor little business. Oh, yeah. cool. It's called Heaven Feels. That's yeah. awesome. And so you can follow us on there. Awesome. You guys are so great. Thanks, Thanks. so much for coming on the Thanks show. Thanks for having us on. Thanks for having us.